I'll keep trying to get him in. Actually, I might go f- for a toilet break. Oh. No, you're not. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Game Central podcast. Coming so fast, we're terrified have a new hole in your ass. Yes, it is a new podcast for you listeners out there, number 25. That is older than Guy, who is only 20 years of age, bless him, but fret not all you handlebar moustache bears out there, waiting in the distance for him to ripen and come of age. When he does finally turn 21, rest assured, we will be holding a competition via gamebanter.co.uk. It will truly be a prize you can enter in more ways than one. There you go, Guy. You looking forward to turning 21? I was until just now. There will not be a sexual act in this country that you will not be able to perform. Okay? I think... think... Okay. Okay. No, because you need uh, some you need two testicles for. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) teabagging. Teabagging without testicles would just be a sad affair. That would be strange. That would be like airbagging. Someone for whom the age of 21 is but a distant memory is Gareth Williams. But not as distant as a memory is his last haircut. You are more likely to see Gary Glitter arrive back in Vietnam than you are to see Gareth set foot in a hairdresser's. And that is a shame. As somewhere under it all, I am pretty sure there is a nice human being. And I'm pretty sure there is. What was um, underneath all the hair of Cousin It? More hair. More hair. That's official there. <laughs> I, I can, myself I can tell just from looking. You can tell just by looking. You have this sort of hair, hair sympathy for him. Yes, I call it the hair glare. <laughs> the hair glare. I myself, Rob Walker, have been feeling pretty down following the conviction of much beloved Rolf Harris. Taking advantage of those in hospital. Knowing that he worked in an animal hospital for many years, it brings on a new darker meaning to the words tiny kangaroo down sport. I don't know what was wrong with the Savile Glitter Harris generation, but what I do know is that they won't spend their youth playing computer games, and so computer games, for once, won't be blamed for these atrocities that were caused. And that is quite refreshing, isn't it, guys? Make a nice change. It will, although Gary Glitter... And did play the Spectrum a lot. What games? Um, he played... I don't know any Spectrum games. No, me either. Before my time. <laughs> <laughs> right, you must know. With all your gaming knowledge. No. Guy, you fuck! <laughs> what are you doing? I was just, per- I was perfectly waiting to see how I could hold it before you got annoyed. Um. Well, it's not long, is it? Especially when we're doing a podcast and it relies on you speaking. All right. What have you been doing this week, guy? Not much. What have you been doing this week? Well, not much, to be honest. I've been getting well. to the whole unemployed. What was that laugh for? <laughs> been getting into the whole unemployed world, is it's not a nice world. I don't know if Gareth Harris managed to stay there that long. I'm more depressed than I let on. 
you, 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 you become accustomed to having no motivation to do anything. Um, it's well, once you get used you know, to it, I'm, it's not I'm, that bad. I'm basically used to being quite a, a nice gentleman, uh, working in a professional environment and showing respect to others. But on my first visit to the job centre to do what they call sign on, I was treated as no better than a crack addict. I went in there, and just a word of advice, never, ever enter a government building holding a cup of tea. Entering the job centre yesterday with my tea, I may as well have walked in with a bomb strapped to me. I was greeted by the security guard. Whoa, whoa, sir, you are not meant to be in here with that. He pointed out as if I'd received some kind of memo before I'd went in that I wasn't able to bring tea in. He said, in what he referred to as, he needed to put it in a contained environment. <laughs> and now I'm not joking, literally. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice human being. I was standing there with my cup of tea, looking at it, thinking, what, what am I being treated as here? That I'm just going to go up to someone and throw it in their face. That's what I'm going to do today. That's, that's my thing. I've got out of bed and that's what I'm going to do. So, you know, maybe that is what puts people down. Maybe that's what makes people feel like shit, is the way that you're treated the same as everyone else. So you start thinking, all right, I'll be one of them people. So I threw the tea in his face. <laughs> only joking, guy. Only wow. joking. I wouldn't do that. But he put it in an office and locked the office. <laughs> and then he unlocked it nicely for me towards the end. Um, and I was able to go with my mum to have her colon checked. But between all of that, it was just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, it made me feel a bit sad. I felt more like a prisoner. Yeah. What about you, Gareth? What have you been up to this week? What have I been up to this week? Um, played... Quite a lot of games, so we can talk about that later. Um, that's pretty much it. I've uh, been going to sleep at pretty stupid times, which is always okay. fun, sleeping all day. You do like to experiment with a space-time continuum, don't you, Gareth? Uh, I don't know if I like it, but I yeah. keep doing it. You do? <laughs> and then you come to regret it a few days later, don't you, when your body is entirely out of sync? Yeah, like today... When I got home from the job centre at like midday, and then I just messaged you guys like, I will be asleep until six o'clock now. I really hope that <laughs> we don't become what we are becoming. <laughs> I think all of our lives have steadily gone downhill since we started this cursed podcast. <laughs> okay? Well, mine's nice... pretty much maintained its level. Yeah, I was, I was at the bottom, the so there's nowhere for me to go. You, you you are like the Hamlet of podcasts. Okay? That is you, Gareth. That's your power. Uh, Anyone that is involved in you, with you in podcast form gets their lives destroyed. Okay? Have well a good day. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's the news of our this week. But what about the news of gaming? We're going to be telling you straight after this little jingle. So the news is back this week for Vengeance. We've got some absolutely amazing stories to tell you. We've got an exclusive straight from Shiguro Miyamoto's mouth onto Guy. Now, Guy, would you like to tell us your first news story? We'll save the Shiguro Miyamoto one till last because it is so, so sweet. Um, 
new Transformers game, Rise of the Dark Spark, mm. came out, and critics have um, really distorted it. It's so bad, there are news articles just saying how bad it is. <laughs> That's why it's in the news section. The reviews are so bad, there needs to be news for the reviews for how bad it is. So, there you there go. You go. So it was obviously going to be bad because they tried to mix a film universe with a completely different universe, which is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. So, there you Can go. you try and explain that a little bit more in detail, Guy, because that just sounded like a load of words that didn't make sense. <laughs> Isn't that what most sentences are, Rob? Really? When they leave your mouth, they are. But you said they're trying to mix a film universe. <laughs> yeah, it's, with a different... um, it's like a tie-in to the new film and also a tie-in to the last two Transformers games, Wolf Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. Um, mm. And obviously, they're two, obviously they're two completely... Yeah, which were quite well-received. And um, obviously they're two completely different games. It's not made by the studio that made those two games. Um, so obviously it's a heap of shit. Well, isn't yeah. Transformers just crap anyway? No, let's not have this discussion. Okay. I don't have that discussion. <laughs> this is a discussion. Oh. It's okay, no. guy. Transformers is its not too bad, but it wasn't for our generation. It wasn't for Gareth's generation either. I think he's just saying it to show off to a particular female that he is in a relationship with. <laughs> I just don't like Transformers. I don't get it. No. I know, not a lot of people get it, but I suppose if you grew up around in the early 80s, um, it was a real staple of your childhood and all the different ones. So, again, we can't really understand why we just see it as these kind of Michael Bay movies and average games, but there's people out there that absolutely love the cartoons. I suppose it's kind of like X-Men for us. Kind of, except the cartoon only exists to sell you toys. Like, there's no new toys yeah. for these films anymore. The films are the films no, are. are about are a cartoon that was toys. designed to sell toys when they're not selling those toys anymore. Yeah, they are. But the thing is, like, Transformers, Transformers, right, it focuses on Optimus Prime and Bumblebee and things like that. But there's so many Transformers that the fans love. And that's why they love Transformers. It's the same with X-Men. If you never grew up with X-Men, you're only going to really know about the Wolverines and the Professor X's. You're not going to know about Gambit... Um, um, cable characters like that that haven't really appeared in the movies but are passionate for fans and I think that's the same with Transformers really there's that whole backstory that they love and all the different characters that perhaps haven't been represented in the movies Hmm. okay guy that was directed at Gareth but I'm going to ask you if that's okay there was a question at the end of that the thing was also obviously Guy really likes Care Bears um, but there's different Care Bears, you know, the ones that we don't really know about. And Guy, he's very passionate about it. And My Little Pony, he's a brony, aren't you, Guy? Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch no. that documentary. It made me quite scared that I could actually bump into one of those people. But Gareth, you've also got a new story. And what is it, please? Uh, the new story I'm going to say first is that Steam broke its own record by having 8 million users using uh, Steam at the same time. How many people oh. used Steam? And it didn't collapse? Nope. Just wow. worked fine. It was on the last day of its sale. They had yeah. uh, 8 million people playing games at the same time. Which wow. pretty impressive. That's a lot of people, Gareth. Yeah, that's like 7,999,990 seven more people than there are in this podcast right now. 
There you go. That's brilliant. And it would be, I think the podcast would be worse off if we did actually have 8 million people doing it at once. Uh, depends. Do we get to pick the people? Yes, one by one individually. All right. All right, so who would you, who would be your 8 million, Gareth? <laughs> oh, God. Starting from number one. Um, well, the first, uh, 7 million would be, uh, Australia. No, Gareth, Get Australia do this in a here. series. So you start <laughs> off with number one. Who's the first person in the podcast? The first person I would pick to be on the podcast would be Reggie from Nintendo. Brilliant. That's number one. Please tune in next week for number two <laughs> in Gareth's long running series. The 8 million people are like on my podcast, please. So we're going to get in touch with Reggie, see if he'll be up for that. So, news that I have is that Cliff Blazinski is coming out of retirement, Gareth. And now I know that you, in particular, have welcomed that news with open arms. Now, um, for those that don't know who Cliff Blazinski is, and I don't know why you wouldn't, because he's such a dude. He is the guy that um, basically came up with the concept of Gears of War. Um, He worked for Epic Games for a number of years, um, and he's making a return, Uh, uh, obviously, he doesn't like working in Argos, where I saw him recently, spoke to him, and he just said to me, you know, I thought game development was bad, but actually having to work in retail and work with customers, I'm not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. So I'm thinking of a return to the gaming industry. He said he's officially coming out of retirement to make video games again. And he said that yesterday. Uh, he added a hashtag that read, don't call it a comeback which is something quite funny that he would say, because he is quite a funny guy. Um, so is that a good thing for the industry, Gareth, or do you wish he'd just stay away? I love Cliss Blazinski. Not Cliss? Only... Oh, I like Cliss Blazinski. Is that Cliss Blazinski's brother? <laughs> yeah, Cliss is a very uh, common name. <laughs> Chris Blazinski. Yeah. It's quite a hard yeah. name to say. It is very hard, yeah. Um, you know, he's he's like a... He made Gears of War, and he's really opinionated, and he's he's like a millionaire, and he's like, let's be honest, he's he's a handsome guy. Go he's on, got Gareth. like a supermodel wife. Like he's got everything going for him. He's just a <laughs> fucking cool dude. He has a tribal tattoo, which lets it. Duh. I know. What a tool. Oh, the only thing that... that could make him worse in guys' eyes is if he also dressed up as Pikachu by which putting a yellow bikini on. Yep. Oh, guys, not going to refute that claim. Uh, Gareth, next news story up, please. Uh, all right. Uh, Battlefield Hardline is going to launch a second beta on all platforms this autumn. Wow. As if one is not enough, they go and do a bloody another one. Is this too many betas, Gareth? Or could do you want another beta? I think they're pretty paranoid about how bad Battlefield 4 was at launch, so they want to... Yeah get as many betas out as possible to test everything. Cover all their bases. Yeah, which is smart. Because, like, you know, the uh, the beta that I played in was fine, but yeah. it was a bit lacking. So maybe the next beta will have, like, more maps, more... Yeah, hopefully it'll be different. Because yeah. if it's the same one... Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a fun beta, but... Um, when they say all platforms, I assume they mean, like, you know, Xbox 360 and PS3 as well. Do you think it will be a master beta? Yep. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> you like that one, didn't you, guy? <laughs> Which is all I set out to do, really. So, guy, Whitlock, not being rude, but um, Shigeru Miyamoto has told you something recently that he would love you to share. Yeah. Has he? He has sure he has. Are you just scrolling, looking for it? No, I'm not scrolling, looking no. for it. I'm just building suspense. Okay, that's the sheer gravitas. Ridiculous. Ah, oh, my motor's on drugs, any? I'm concerned. Ah, oh, I don't know. Nintendo genre. He thinks that um, there should be a dedicated genre for Nintendo. Um, ah. But I don't get. I don't really get it to be honest so he texts you that he texts you I think there should be a new genre and you said are you on crack I don't get it yeah yeah um, he took a little while to reply after that um, yeah he probably was offended by it to be honest he was probably high off his face on crack yeah or, or should that be go on mega mushrooms yeah go on Gareth oh god one of my play arts just fell down <laughs> Oh, God, I hate when it happens, because they normally snap, uh, oh. which renders them worthless. But that doesn't matter. It was just Sneaking Soup Snake from Metal Gear Solid Spec Ops, which isn't even a game. Just made it up to, to look hard. Right, so, Guy, do Nintendo need their own genre? It, it... No. Thank you very much. <laughs> so... what? <laughs> what is the point of going, oh, look, there are all these Nintendo games... Uh, what genre are they? Nintendo. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that, that's who made them. No, yeah. Nintendo. I think maybe there he's is... thinking of a, uh, a sort of feel. Like Nintendo games have their own, yeah. own kind of feel, don't they? They do. Yeah. You can there, tell it's Nintendo. There is something about Nintendo games that, that is different just to every other game somehow. Hmm. <laughs> and maybe that's what he meant. He just got lost in, in translation through Guy's phone. Yeah. Also, if you're in London uh, on the 23rd of July, you could visit uh, the Expo uh, Eurogamer if you want to be bored out of your mind playing games that are already out and queue up for hours to play games that are out in a few more weeks. Then head over there. You'll absolutely love it. You'll smell some of the greatest smells London has to offer and you'll also taste some very expensive food. Uh, You may think, Rob, you seem to be down on Eurogamer. Well, yes, I am. Um, I was very disappointed with it when I went last time. There was, there was such great offerings as God of War Ascension um, and a few others. Nothing really of note. <sighs> God, even thinking about it deflates me. Can we just move on? Okay. I didn't like it whatsoever. Oh. So that was the news this week. Um, if there's going to be news next week, we'll know about it. And you can hear it here last. I had more news, but that's fine. Gareth, go step outside of the two news items each, and Gareth can do his own news, probably about League of Legends. It's not about League of Legends. Uh, Platinum Games, otherwise known as the company you made Wonderful 101 and Bayonetta. Yes. They're going to make a game based on The Legend of Korra. No. Which we all know, we love that game. That's that legend. One of my favourite legends. <laughs> what, what? I love Legend of Korra. It's so good. It is. What's your favourite part, Gareth? My favourite part? <laughs> of the legend. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. 
What is your favourite part of the legend? Uh, the part with the Avatar. There you go, brilliant. What? Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, the, the Legend of Korra is a sequel to Avatar The Last Airbender. Well, there you go. Could yeah. have just said that instead of trying to look so hard. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I assumed you would know that. It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty common fact. I, d- I didn't know that. Have you never watched Avatar: The Last Airbender? No, I haven't. I just, I just, it looks a bit too not. Ch- I wouldn't say childish, but kind of. I won't go and watch anything that hasn't got a level of violence that's suitable for me. There's good action in it. Yeah, but <clears throat> I mean, there's no one's faces getting snapped or like. No. Balls getting ripped off, but the, well, the fight scenes are some of the best fight scenes I've seen in anything. They're just really well choreographed. Gareth. Yep. Yeah, Stop being controversial for I'm controversial. Not. I'm, I'm really excited that the people who made Bayonetta will be working with this set of like rules to make a fighting game out of. Yeah. No, it should, it should turn out good. Especially if it's platinum <coughs> games. Oh, oh. That's how they actual. That's how they, they say platinum games. That's how it's uh, actually pronounced. <laughs> yeah, it's got a silent burp in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you do it silently then? Don't know. You don't speak the language natively, see. So you... No, so I got a bit confused. Guy should have helped me out there with his firm grasp of Japanese. Hi everyone, it's time for your weekly video game music segment now with me, Gareth. Uh, this week, Platinum Games announced that they're making a game based off of Legend of Korra. And for some bewildering reason, I was the only member of the podcast to be excited about that. And that annoyed me. So, I'm making up for it by playing some music from probably uh, one of their better known games, Bayonetta. Which I really love, it's a really fun game. Um, hard to get into, but once you get into it, you can't put it down. Uh, and I'm excited to see what they can do with the Legend of Korra franchise. So this is from Bayonetta, and it's called Let's Dance, Boys.
Now, you know we like to have a game show now and then. All three of us absolutely love game shows, apart from Guy Whitlock, who hasn't won any of them. I think we've done about four now. And every time, apart from the last one, Guy ended up getting absolutely destroyed. Um, Guy, are you feeling good today? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. You're all right. That's good. Yeah, Gareth, right. obviously you feel full of gusto. Yep. I like winning, so uh, I'm looking forward to this. Brilliant. Shame, shame you don't like shaving as much as you like winning. Oh, or... the fighting talk started already. Uh-huh. What? Women love beards. What's wrong with you? Everyone knows this. The thing that's wrong with him is women. So <laughs> <laughs> that probably answers the own question. <clears throat> you know, we like to bring in game show host expertise from around the world in a commitment to keep our listeners entertained. Our motto here at Game Central is, if we can't entertain you, then we will bring in someone who can. This week, we have Australian celebrity Brad Moore, who claims to fame was appearing as an extra in the much-loved soap Home and Away. It went to his head, and before he knew it, he was buying himself a Ferrari and a five-bedroom house. When he realised his payment from the episode would not cover it all, he sank to rock bottom in 1998. Now, having overcome bankruptcy and the suicide of his wife, who took her own life with a claw hammer to the back of the head, Brad Moore is once again... Gareth, I wouldn't laugh when you meet Sorry. Because he's still a bit touchy about it. No, because I did speak to him about that and he said he only really mentioned it because he's, it's been a hard time for him. So, sorry, sorry, you just took me by surprise. Yeah, but he'll be coming on the air in a minute, so... <clears throat> Brad Moore is once again ready to step back into the limelight and the harsh spotlight. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this pilot episode of up-and-coming Australian game show, Can You Tell What It Is Yet? Disclaimer. This game show was devised before the findings of the jury convicting Lord Harris guilty of being bad. The Game Central podcast do not condone the actions of Mr. Harris, even Guy Whitlock, although he refused to throw his animal hospital VHS set away. Welcome to Can You Tell What It Is Yet, the hit TV show that we have spent millions of pounds securing the rights to and can see no reason that anything happening in the future that could jeopardise the integrity of this show. So let me take you by the hand and lead you down under to meet our first guests. G'day Gareth, g'day Guy. G'day. <laughs> g'day. G'day Guy, how you doing? Um, okay. I can detect a bit of a Nigerian accent, am I true? <laughs> <laughs> well, where are you from, Guy? I'm from uh, England. You're from England. Excellent. And what about yourself, Gareth? I'm also from England. Also from England. You've got a lovely set of hair there. You could be quite the surfer dude if you hang out with me. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> don't surfers have like clean hair, though? That will be an issue for me. You will be clean when you come out of the sea. It's impossible not to be cleansed by a beautiful crystal clear sea. It's got salt in it. <laughs> yes, which also right acts as a... Well, judging by the state of your hair, mate, you, you shouldn't speak too soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Okay. 
So, today's game. So, what is Evolve, Revolve, or Devolve? Well, like Time Team, we'll be looking at games that were around at the dawn of last gen 2005 and how they've evolved through the last generation. That's the background, but what's the point? Wait, no, 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 no. What are you doing? What do you mean? You're you're reading about the feature we're going to do after this in the game show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How did you you not realise? How did you... I think you need to look at who you're talking to, mate. August 1996, Summer Bay, watch it, you'll see me, okay? Alright. Do you understand? You don't talk to me like that, I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional, I've got the script here in front of me, and if I decide to go off on a tangent and read something completely different, then that's up to me, because no one knows what they're going to get from me, I'm live well. Okay, and that's why they've hired me today. I've come up through a lot of adversity in my life, and reading the script wrong is not going to knock me off my perch. Do you understand? Okay, well now we've, now we've set the tone for this game show. I'd like to explain the actual... <laughs> <laughs> the actual moment and the actual purpose of this game can you tell what it is <laughs> yeah. I've got a load of game <coughs> reviews in front of me rude I've got a load of gaming uh, magazines in front of me and I'm going to be reading snippets from reviews I'm then going to ask you can you tell what it is yet and when you know what it is you're going to say I know what it is yet and then I will stop and then you will have your chance to tell me what you think it is. So some of the reviews may come across as a bit distorted and strange because I'm missing out very vital words, but I can absolutely guarantee that you two know you're gaming, and this is going to be a brilliant um, experience for all of us involved. So you ready, guys? Yep. Here we go for the first one. The weight of expectation can be an incredible burden to bear. With Grand Theft Auto 4 now drifting into the spring effort of PlayStation 3 failing to deliver a triple this winter, the bleep stands alone as the star of 2007's biggest video games. The pre-order numbers are huge. Forum press hype has been cranked up to hysterical levels, and Microsoft's money men are eagerly awaiting their inevitable windfall. There hasn't been a ten-pole game release like this since 2004, so bleep could be the biggest one of all. So how does bleep cope with the strain? The crap pressure of demand, the knowledge that failure could mean disappointing millions and millions of rabid fans. Bleep is a confident piece of work you're ever likely to find. The story, unsurprisingly, continues almost directly after Bleep's disappointingly abrupt climax, with Bleep hurtling to Earth, crashing and nearly killing himself in the process. From there, he sets about eliminating the Bleep threat from Tandem. I know what it is yet. Wow, Gareth has actually said he knows what it is yet. Gareth, can you tell us what it is yet? Is it... Oh, God. Is it Halo 3? It is Halo 3. Congratulations, mm. Gareth Williams. That is absolutely fantastic. Didn't you have a, any clue whatsoever, Guy? I was just thinking, is it Halo 3? But yeah, uh, oh, I can't see why. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very, very good. Okay, here we go. <laughs> From the moment of its conception, Bleep had its work cut out. The popular line suggested it was a sequel to a game that no one needed. It follows a work that exposed, exposed first-person shooter convention before being 
being brought down by it. A cast and narrative single-handedly responsible for the biggest rush. This is still bleep, of course. Familiar posters and adverts decorate the walls. Bleeps and weapons are revised. The overall aesthetic is an evolution of tone rather than a change of subject. However, free is the anxiety of influence. Uh, You're probably back and forth on little errands to get a real feel for before you glimpse the first. A vista of unusual beauty from these encrusted beginnings to the true nature of bleep emerges. Combat is beating hard of beep and it improves on the original's template while holding on to a few bad bits. Bleeps aren't that much fun to shoot. They're now capable of taking cover. On the other hand, spider splices are vastly improved. I know what it is yet. He knows what it is yet. What was that, Gareth? I had to add a little bit in there because this review was quite vague and could have been any first-person shooter through the last 10 years. Yeah, I know. It, it, it was... sounds like you smelled it, Gareth. It smells like you smelled it. I thought it was this before you said the word that tipped me off, which is Bioshock uh, 2. Brilliant. I'm glad I tipped you off, Gareth. <laughs> and I really did enjoy it, and I hope to do it again soon. <laughs> if you don't mind. Uh, I consent. Guy, could you say something? I could. Even if you say I can tell what it is yet and you're wrong, at least we can laugh at you. (laughs) Okay? Right. You know, people have laughed at me in in the past, Guy, but uh, people ask me, Brad, how did you manage to play such a convincing role as a person of half? I told them I just sat there and I was natural. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's all I that's that's the kind of advice I can give you. So if you want to end up like me one day, guy, take that advice. Sometimes take a pot in the shot in the dark. Alright. Here we go. First person shooters since Bleep, at least on the PC, have been unsatisfying footnotes to the events of nineteen ninety eight. A smattering of ideas that have crash landed in the ballpark, but everybody is still playing the same game. They've simply not managed to do what we thought they could do. Bleep, on the other hand, does exactly what we thought they could do. How is it possible? Well, it's largely about timing. The set pieces are, almost without exception, supremely effective. A giant bleep crashing through a building, a zombie bursting from a door, a floating barrel counterbalance puzzle, a jaw of a helicopter. I know what it is, yeah. Oh, please don't be what I was about to say. Half-Life 2? Oh, oh, Gareth, it's 3 nil. For fuck's sake! That's what I was... Oh. Does this normally happen, Gareth, between you two? What, that I'm right and he's wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's quite embarrassing. Why didn't I say so it? Why does the little guy still bother? <laughs> why does he bother? Because they make me. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Number four. There are some limitations, prominent... Characters can only be unlocked unconscious, while some doors need hidden keys to unlock them. But these really are the smallest of tracks to ensure Bleep's ambition doesn't send the main quest hurtling off the railings. Beyond that, it's up to you what you do. A small red arrow on your compass will point the way towards Bleep and the gates of Bleep that lie in the main quest. But there's just as much... I know know what it is, yet. Well, I think that... I heard you just say something there, Guy. Um, it sounded like you reached, wrong. you reached climax yeah. as you said it, but I'll still <laughs> like to wonder what it is that you did. What did you come up with, Guy? No, I think I'm wrong. It's, just, it's, not, it's not oblivion, is it? 
You actually got one right, right? Yeah. Gareth, I'd like you to play the song Celebrate Good Times. Summer. <laughs> what was that? Celebrate Good Times, which is a British song that you should know. It's not British. <laughs> Who knows, Gareth? Stop, stop being so arrogant. That's the problem with you, bloody Brits. You can know everything. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. The only significant flaw in is one attendance to the genres that inspire bleep, structure and thrust, the grind. At no point does the gameplay feel as arbitrary and repetitive as it can in most, and we were surprised to see so many large set-piece encounters in what is ostensibly an open-world build around random generation. But the game doesn't entirely avoid the feeling that you're only killing enemies to maintain a persistent flow of experience points. There are repetitive lows in both the story and side missions, but it's testament to Gearbox he knows what it is yet what is it guy is it I don't know what it is is it Borderlands it's not is it it is Borderlands absolute fire we've got one more review to go and guy you could draw a level and that is a scary proposition for anyone (laughs) I'm proud of you guy and you should be proud of yourself Um. which is good are you ready guy you could bring this level this is, this is an amazing point in human evolution. Fate <laughs> is, is a fascinating example of both how far the industry has come and how little it's actually progressed. Here is a decade-old game with systems, combat, and mission design not usually dissimilar to what you might find in something today but also one with antiquated animation, stilted performance, and a narrow, almost claustrophobic scope. It feels both modern and ancient. A curious chap indeed. Of course, Bleak will always be remembered as the game that reached too far, or at least the game where its creator spoke about reaching too far. Promises like growing acorns into oaks fell from Bleak's mouth. Ex- oh, I know what it is! Yeah. Wow. Gareth, you knew what that was. Yeah. So why did you let the little snipe come up there? Because, even though you said what the name of the game was, I feel like he he, he deserves to maybe get No, fine. no, wait, no, if you know what it was, no, I don't want it. I don't want it, fuck you. He said what the game was. Did he? Yes. I didn't even hear. <laughs> uh, if this is what you have to deal with, Gareth, every week, no wonder you bloody kill him every week. <laughs> no, go on, guy, tell him what you... No, no, I don't want it now. I don't want it now. That makes me think you maybe don't know what it is. That makes me think maybe I do know what it is and you should shut up. Guy, take this point, go to a tiebreak. I don't want the point. And then then beat him in the final round. I'm not going to take your pity points. Guy's had too many pity points for one day. And uh, Gareth, do you just want to finish him now? I beg your pardon? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to finish him off? Uh, Could we rephrase that? Would you like to strike the final blow, thus killing him in this game show? Sure, yes, let's do that. Go for it, Gareth. What, do you want me to say the, the name of the game that you started off the question with? Uh, all I said was f- Uh-huh. Okay, go. Well, what if I'm wrong now, though? If you're wrong, then it still says 3-2 and everyone goes home happy. Okay. What, well, was it Fable... 
It was Gareth. And with that <laughs> muted ending, Guy has once again been put to rest. Um, you know, people always ask me, Brad, how did you get over the death of your wife so quickly and end up with a 21-year-old model? Well, when I stood there and watched her, she smashed her head in over and over again. I knew there was nothing I could do. Thankfully, her life insurance bailed me out of my financial problems. I like to think that's why she did it, for me. You know, looking back, I can laugh. I was usually the one that got hammered. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't a funny experience, and it has affected me somewhat over the course of my life. But I'm just starting to get back on it now, and I thought game shows would be a real good starting point for me to get my career back on track. Uh, but also, the hardest problem with fame if you have appeared in Home of the Way, you become public property in Australia. People would not leave me alone. If I went to buy a sofa, people would say, Sir, can you just sign here? If I had a delivery, they would ask me if I could sign this, please. And I said, No, I bloody well can't. And they would reply, Well, I'm sorry, I cannot give you this parcel then. I don't care. Take it away. I will not be blackmailed for my autograph. It's absolutely disgusting and something that I'm probably going to have to deal with again. But that was an absolutely great thing, you bunch of Brits. <laughs> I should have called you a pair of Brits. See, I can also do comedy as well. So that's what makes me an excellent game show host. Did you enjoy the game today, guys? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like most game show hosts don't normally just talk about themselves for a long time. but They don't. <laughs> Uh, that that can also um, the problem with that being is that people don't get to know their game show host, <laughs> and that is a problem. Is it? I mean, uh, sorry, Gareth, go ahead. Well, I don't really know anything about Bob Monkhouse, but he seemed like a nice guy. Bob Monkhouse is, I presume, that he's British. Yep. Bob Monkhouse was a dear friend of mine before. <laughs> I don't know why you find death. To be so amusing. You asked me if he was British when you knew him. Because I never actually spoke to him. So I didn't know. Okay. And I have a problem with accents, as you may have understood, when the, this show actually aired, when I mistook uh, Guy's accent. But um, me and Bob were very good friends, very close. And uh, we'd often share game show ideas. He'd always try and take me under his wing and say, Brad, you know, it's time for you to come into the, the game show game. Um... I really enjoyed myself watching what uh, old monkey used to do. Don't tell him I called him that. Well, you can't, can you, because he's dead. But um, Bob Monkhouse, may he rest in peace. He's a great guy and someone that I form a lot of my life around and the way that I carry myself. Um, but anyway, we're going away from the game show at hand. <laughs> I'd like to thank my two guests today. It's been absolutely fantastic. And remember, um, oh, I haven't really thought of a tagline yet uh, that's a bit embarrassing but just remember to uh, um... play this game fair thank you that's a really good one let's play this game fair Well, I can sure you can understand that that was an absolutely brilliant game show. Gareth, congratulations again. Thank you very much. Absolutely fantastic. And Guy, you did pretty well this week. Right. 
But it's a shame that you wouldn't take P and hand out some Gareth. I don't need his handouts. Doesn't stop you from signing on on the line every two weeks, does it? <laughs> I haven't even signed on once, actually. Why? What's the point? Who buys your drinks? I don't understand how you can go around life. Is my <clears throat> my last wage from last month just slowly dwindling away? And you've got no plans beyond that? <laughs> no, no, I've got a job centre appointment tomorrow. Oh, oh yes. There we go. Just don't go in there with tea guy, mate. That's all I can say. All right. Yeah, was that one of your uh, PG tips, Rob? There you go. Oh, Thank I'll you. Give you Come on. An 18 rated tip later on. <laughs> Did you get it? PG 15, yep. Myself, Gareth and Guy have decided that this week we'd like to talk a little bit more in depth about games because we don't really. Um, we talk about games and games that are coming out, but we don't really revisit games. And what we're going to be looking at is the evolution of gaming from the last generation up until their final instalment on that console. So say, for instance, Uncharted 1 and Uncharted 3. It can't go sort of cross-generational. Um, and in this section, we're calling it Evolve. Revolve or Devolve. So what is Evolve, Revolve or Devolve? Well, like Time Team, we'll be looking at games that were around at the dawn of last gen 2005 and how they have progressed in any given series. That's the background, but what is the point? We can positively say Uncharted, since its first introduction, has evolved. Dynasty Warriors, even though myself and Guy are big fans, and Gareth sometimes goes, what about me, when I mention it, um, it revolves. It revolves so much. Uh, it revolves in position more than a revolver, revolving on a revolving stand. As for devolving, we can safely say that Fable has devolved so much, it has gone into more of a Neanderthal state than Gareth Williams. Sorry about that, Gareth, if that offended you, but I thought that was a good joke. I am very offended. Thank you very much. Right, so on to... Evolve, Revolve, or Devolve. So, Gareth, what is the gaming um, series that you've chosen for your Evolve, Revolve, or Evolve? I don't want to say that again. I'd rather just say E-R-R-D. Erd? Yeah, Erd. Okay. What game have you Erd? <laughs> <laughs> well, the series that I've Erd uh, <laughs> is Call of Duty. Call of Duty, which is a series... Well, I'm not going to say anything because you're going to judge it at the end. Now, there are a lot of Call of Duty games, but I want to make perfectly clear, this is not a list oh. that I'm reading out. <laughs> this okay. is a list. This is not... This is just... Uh, these just happen to be more than one thing in a row that I have to talk about. This isn't... Well, Gareth, you can have one list per show. Right. So, oh. technically, the first Call of Duty to come out on a next generation consoles was Call of Duty three. No. Yes, it was. It wasn't Call. It was Call of Duty two. It launched on the Xbox three hundred and sixty. Call of Duty two did not launch on the Xbox three hundred and sixty, did it? It did. One second. Oh. Because Big Red one didn't. Let's find out. Call of Duty two was an Xbox three hundred and sixty launch game. 
He's Call correct. Of, Call of Duty 2 Big He's Red correct. 1, which was like the sequel to that, came out on the GameCube. No, Call of Duty 2 didn't come out on the previous gen consoles. It was kind of a spin-off called Call of Duty 2 Big Red 1. Yeah, he's 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 correct. <sighs> Can we start that again? No. Can you edit that out? No. Uh... <laughs> Gareth, I don't want you guys. Got to look like the idiot. Hey, I I just googled it. Gareth, you cannot let that go out into the public domain. What? Why? I don't care. Because it looks like you've got something wrong. I've got a list of games here, right? You're meant to be the master of lists. It says Call of Duty 2, Big Red 1, PS2, Xbox, GameCube. Then the next game down is Call of Duty 3, which is PS2, Xbox 360, Wii, PlayStation 3, and Xbox. So, in the chronological order of this list, it's not a list, of this collection of things (laughs) that I'm reading from. (laughs) Alright, so Uh, it started with Call of Duty 2. Fair enough, that's fine. So it starts with Call of Duty 2, which it was at that point where people were just starting to sort of feel like another World War shooter, really? Get a bit sick of it now? Yes. Uh, And then, obviously, also on the Xbox 360 was Call of Duty 3, and then people were like, okay, now we're really getting sick of these World War 2 shooters. Oh, because the guns handled more like sticks with bullets coming out of them. Yep. You know, towards the end of that kind of era, we'd had a lot of like Medal of Honor games on the PlayStation 2. I think, like you say, people were coming to the end of their tether. And it yep. was Call of Duty 3 was also the first Treyarch Call of Duty, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, okay, that explains a lot. Yep. Well, then Infinity Ward got their hands on it, and they said, we're sick of World War Two shooters too. So we're going to make Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4. They oh, yes. evolved the series, you might say. There you go. Um, and obviously, everyone knows Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. One of the best games ever made. Changed pretty much everything about video games. So are we talking, if this was a flowchart, Call of Duty 4 being the pinnacle? No. But it's wow. sort of... It came out in 2007. Pretty much every game since then has had some element of that game in it, I think. Yeah, but if the... it was the Call of Duty flowchart, would you oh, put that okay. at the top if it, as if it was a rising arc? I I personally would, yeah. Yeah. But uh, not to say the next few games I'm going to list were bad. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know... Maybe people thought maybe Call of Duty 4 was a bit of a fluke. Yeah. Uh, especially when it was announced that the game to come out after that was going to be World at War, which was again based in World War Two, uh, and everyone was like, you know, oh, they're going back to World War Two. No one's going to buy this game. Call of Duty's jumped the shark. No, every fucker also bought World at War. Well, I think that was the thing, wasn't it? It was. Um, I don't think they realised how popular modern uh, modern warfare was going to be. Um, and obviously they'd been well into development of World at War by the time it was released, so they couldn't exactly scrap it and say, oh, let's do this. So uh, myself, I was really disappointed with World at War, considering Hmm. that Call of Duty 4 was amazing. Yeah, I I was disappointed with it as well. Uh, There was some cool stuff about it. I like the zombie mode. That's still a fun mode. 
yeah. But yep, yeah, so they sort of uh, that was the start of them revolving. There you go. See what I'm saying? See what I'm yeah. Saying? Um, yeah, I get it. And then they brought out Modern Warfare Two, which again people thought, you know, oh, just they just keep churning out same Call of Duties over and over again. No one's going to buy this one. This is going to be the one yeah. that no one's going to buy. But nope, everyone bought it again. Modern Warfare Two set sales records and blah blah blah. Every think, fucker bought it. I think Modern Warfare Two was the game that people thought, oh, this is going to be the real continuation. Of- Call of Duty 4. So all the people that bought uh, World at War that were really excited and maybe didn't get what they wanted, yeah. they then waited and thought, you know, Modern Warfare 2, this is going to be the package that is going to stop us revolving and we're going to continue to evolve. Yeah, and it's also sort of, I think this is the first game where Activision started thinking like, okay, wait, this is making us yeah. infinite <laughs> money. Like, we should keep making these. We should just yeah. keep churning these out non-stop. So, that's uh, when the penny drop. Yeah, that's when the revolving truly started. <laughs> it sure did. They pressed that revolving button. Yep, so they evolved when they went to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1. Yeah. But now they're getting full into the revolve, just spinning around on the spot, making the same game. And then they announced Black Ops, and everyone thought, oh, they're going back to like Vietnam, they're going back in time now. This one, no one's going to yeah. buy this one, this one's going to fail. And Black Ops was so ridiculously popular that Activision hemorrhaged. And I think, was Black Ops the point where they were like, we're going to have three teams making Call of Duty games? I or was think, that later on? So, I think Black Ops is Guy Whitlock's favourite of the Call of Duty series. It is. No, no it isn't. Yeah, it is. Is, is that Black Ops 2? No, it's Black Ops 2. Oh, what's, what's the one you exploit the maps on? Yeah, yeah. All that cheating I do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Black Ops 2. Fucking hell. The thing about Black Ops 2... Well, no, not 2. The thing about Black Ops is that the story was actually kind of interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, Just it was... interesting enough to the point where you think, maybe Call of Duty isn't revolving. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's still going in the right direction. Yeah, maybe there's a bit of evolution there. Like an extra arm or... The ability to have opposable thumbs. Yeah. And then yeah. they brought out Just Modern Warfare evolution. 3. And uh, I think Modern Warfare 3 is the point where a lot of people started having the backlash towards Call of Duty. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. now, you know, if you bring up Call of Duty pretty much anywhere, you'll always get the response from someone of, like, oh, Call of Duty is the everything that's wrong with gaming. And it's like, yes. this is kind of where it started with Modern Warfare yeah. 3. Uh, I've got Modern Warfare 3, but I've never played the single player of it. No. So that should tell you something about... I think, like you say, um, if th- that, that's when um, Activision got wires that Call of Duty was a license to print money, but then that's also when the game, the game buyers got wires to, hang on, maybe they're just taking the piss a little bit. Yeah, but then they all still bought it. <laughs> that's True. the problem. So yeah. this is obviously to, they're just in full revolve now. They're like a Beyblade. Yeah. They're just going round and round endlessly. Uh, How many RPMs uh, do you think that they get out of that? That they were going at that point? I know nothing about RPMs, so let's let's like, not. Like uh, rotations per minute. <laughs> yeah, I know what it means. <laughs> I don't know. So how many times would you say? Oh my god, I don't know. A billion, a billion times. A billion. <laughs> Per minute. 
Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's how little I know. About this is scientific shit. I... Call of Duty Black Ops 2 came after Modern Warfare 3. Which, again, uh, people have been doing this for years, but uh, Black Ops 2, that's the one where people are going to start uh, really falling off. They're not going to keep buying Call of Duty games anymore, especially not just a sequel to yeah. the one set in Vietnam. Who's going to play that? Turns out everybody. Including Guy Whitlock. Including Guy Yay. Whitlock. Although it's important to remember that my opinion of Call of Duty, none of them is ever based on the campaign, because I hate all of the campaigns. Go on, Guy. All of the campaigns. We've had this discussion before. Like, twice, I think. We've, I've <clears throat> discussed how much as you get about an hour into a Call of Duty campaign, then die of boredom. And yet, hey, you, you're hey. fine just going onto a Call of Duty map, sitting in the same place for an hour. Camping. No, people because that's out. camping. Which you do a lot of. Because Which I don't do I don't do much of. He does, Gareth. Camping is obviously the act of being camp. So you are... Yeah. <laughs> Permanently, <laughs> permanently camping. No, Black yeah. Ops 2 it has better multiplayer, but Black Ops 1 had the best zombies, I think. Everyone can agree. Surely. Yeah, Black Ops 1 zombies was uh, pretty great. I'll back you up on that one point. That one point. Uh, um, and then after that came Ghosts. Which I still haven't played. Which I think... Like, Ghost is actually the point where people stopped buying it in droves and were like, you know <laughs> what? actual point. Maybe, maybe this is one Call of Duty too far. Because, I mean, yeah. up until Black Ops 2, you were still getting um, news stories that were like, you know, Call of Duty yeah. sets new sales records, the most highest selling game of all time. Yeah. But I don't remember seeing any of that with Ghosts. No. So in that sense, they've actually devolved... There we go, Gareth. So in the course of one console generation, they completely evolved the entire first-person shooter genre, revolved on the spot for a good, like, five or six years, and then devolved right at the end. Well, Gareth, if you could sum that up in a sound, a prolonged sound, what would it be like? Uh... (laughs) That's not bad. (laughs) I was thinking that summing up... The Call of Duty trajectory, because obviously we've only got the mid- medium of sound, haven't we? Yeah. Would be. Oh God, that's horrible! That's a horrible, horrible noise. Thank you very much, but that is the sound of Call of Duty. <laughs> so, are we all, we all agreed that that's the sound of Call of Duty? Go on, guy, give us your take. Go on, guy. No, I. However much I like Black Ops 2, I agree that um, it's kind of... Yeah, we'll do the trajectory sound. No. Come on. What, of, of, of the Call of Duty series? The Call of Duty yep. series on Xbox 360, go. Oh. 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 Huh? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Um, but if that's the sort of... No, that's, like, that right. wasn't the noise. So you're preparing that wasn't the noise. That was me, yeah. <laughs> I got to warm up. <laughs> I'm sad that was you preparing because you kind of nailed it. Yeah. What? Mm. Yeah. Right, here we go. Okay, you ready? Yep. yep. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That is quite good. Actually, that was a better one. The sound of a failed yeah. motorboat. No, because it started off good. That's the thing. you got to... Yeah. 
Gareth, don't try and explain it to him. Just okay, him. you're right, you're right. Right, so that was Call of Duty, which we can all sort of... It, it peaked, mm-hmm. it went down a little bit, stayed stagnant for a while, and then it's literally just fallen off its point. But hopefully with um, Advanced Warfighter, we're going to see it go... Again. No way. I, I genuinely think that game looks all right. Yeah. There's grenades Maybe. that have jetpacks on them. What more do you fucking want? I've what been was... asking for that in a first-person shooter for so long. That is the one thing I've wanted in a game for so long. Grenades with jetpacks. Why do you sound sarcastic? Because I was sarcastic. That sounds incredible. Why would you not want that? It's just a... Why? What? We already have rocket-propelled grenades. Why yeah. not have a jetpack on them? So can you control the grenades? They lock on to like enemies. It? You throw them and then they hover in the air. Lock that sounds somewhere. incredibly overpowered. So does your mum. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I don't wow. know. That, just, that was terrible. Oh, you've hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. I don't know how someone's... I actually agree with you, though. <laughs> that's, the, that's the silly thing. Right. So <laughs> for single-player guy, it'll be really fun. <laughs> fun in a single-player Call of Duty. <laughs> I believe you want to see it. There we go. Which we never. Right. Yeah. So the game that I've chosen, the game series that meant quite a bit to me, is Gears of War series, which is on the Xbox 360. Yeah. Now, um, Gears of War One, um, that was the first game for me that made me think, "Wow." It's here. This is the next generation. I remember seeing it on my friend's TV. He had a HD TV. It was the first game I saw in HD. It was the first game I played online. So it was pretty much a big thing. So that was a real game changer for me, just being able to play it. The game mechanics were refined. They were excellent. They felt a bit clumsy at first, but when you really mastered them, they felt so intuitive and great, and especially like the roadie run and stuff like that that we haven't seen before. The active reload was brilliant, and I'm surprised we haven't seen it in many other games, to be honest, how much gaming gets ripped off. I thought it added to real tense affairs during multiplayer. Um, I mean, I remember seeing the rain on that level. I forget which level it was, but I think it was near a power station mm-hmm. when you just see it trickling down the rocks and going down the hill. Yeah. That and lightning. That was the first time I thought that just looks incredible. It looked almost real to touch. And Gears of War, I think that first game has kind of carried the series. Um, and the thing with Gears of War 2, which came after it, is that it was more of the same, but it wasn't a bad thing that it was more of the same because since Gears of War 1, there was nothing that came close to competing with it apart from Gears of War 2. Hmm. So we were very much at that point where we would take anything else Gears of War 2, just literally because of the quality of it. And I think that was the same with Call of Duty as well, that the game mechanics were so refined that until the next instalment came out, you couldn't play anything else like it. And, you know, Gears of War was a real showing-off thing if you're if someone you knew had a PlayStation 3 and they couldn't play it. And it sold a lot of consoles. Um, Gears 2... Again, it was brilliant. It carried on the story, and I think it I think it was a really good game. Didn't really evolve on much. It had outstanding visuals for the time. 
And I think that it really ramped up those visuals and people it, expect things, yeah. Go it on, added go. like a scope, like the bit where the whole army is drilling underground in their ships and you're in the massive convoy that's going to like the place where you're going to drill. Yeah. That bit's really impressive because no game would really try to be that uh, big in scope, even if it was all just window dressing, you know. Yeah. Plus, um, Call of Duty, not Call of Duty, fucking hell, Gears of War 2 was the first game to have a, a horde mode. Okay. Which, which every yeah. game has ripped off since, you know, just waves yeah. of enemies coming at you. So, in that sense, they've evolved by including horde mode, which every game since has ripped off in some way. Yeah. And and that's, that's the thing, you know, it was the package. I don't know if you've played the single player guy. No. Sorry? What? No. <laughs> you haven't played the Gears of War single player. We, we've had this discussion before. We have an Xbox, Rob. You don't have an Xbox. Is that why, guy? Yes. Okay, so... If you want to send me an Xbox so I can experience the greatness and then feedback, then yeah, go ahead. Um, you've, you've, you've not played Gears of War. Gareth hasn't played Uncharted. I haven't played Uncharted. I've played a few minutes of Uncharted, and same. I didn't like I'd, it. Yeah, same. Right, we're going off on a tangent here. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's getting me annoyed. Okay. <laughs> that's like saying, oh, I haven't tried breathing. Is it any good? Or, what's that thing you're doing? Eating. Oh, is that any good? I've never tried it. That's, that's not the same. It is the same. Okay. Right, and then we go on to Gears of War 3, completing the trilogy... Uh, feeling obliged to, because I think I did enjoy Gears 3, but it was kind of, like I say, more of the same. But when you spent close to £100 on the two previous instalments, you kind of feel obliged to buy the new one, so you kind of round it off. And um, again, brilliant graphics, and that's what you expect from a Gears of War game. They're brilliant packages, and the single player, brilliant. Complete that, complete that normal hardcore and insane every time. We oh, didn't before, yeah. even, yeah, we didn't even speak about the cooperative elements that were introduced mm. in Gears of War One. You know, yeah, before that, sense. cooperative hadn't even have been thought, well, had been thought of, but hadn't been done to such a degree. I remember sitting there playing my friend, obviously not in a sexual way, but because he wasn't <laughs> in the room, he was at home. I was just playing it, playing it on my headset, and I just thought, you know what, this is incredible. Even doing split-screen co-op. So, you know, obviously people say, oh, Gears of War, blah, blah. But you think of the amount of... That game evolved with the generation. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it introduced things that we now take for granted, and a lot of people don't realise that it was Gears of War. And, you know, they sort of took the gameplay of Kill Switch, which was on P- PS2. Not a lot of people played it. They refined it. It was a brilliant game. And then you've got the multiplayer. The multiplayer maps are still loved and still played to this day. Um, Gears of War 3, pretty much the same, and it ended in a great way. But would I say that it continued to improve with Gears of War 3? Probably not. Um, and then we go to the ginger child of the family, <laughs> which was Gears Judgment. Um, and I think the problem with Gears Judgment is it didn't have that kind of commitment to the trilogy that you would have with the other three. Um, you didn't feel that you needed to buy Gears of War Judgment to get that experience. Even 
even though it was a great, I won't say great, it was a good game in its own right, it felt kind of like a side element. And whenever you, whenever you present that to gamers, it automatically comes across as something that's not essential, something you don't need. And it very much felt like Gears of War by the basics. It was a good game, I enjoyed it, but it kind of, it didn't tarnish the name, it's just the fact that it's a game we didn't need. Yeah. Like, you've got the Halo ODST, we didn't need that. You've got Batman Arkham Origins, we didn't need that. You've got Bioshock 2, we didn't need that. And unfortunately, even though uh, it was a good game, Gears Judgment, we didn't need it. And then that's one of the worst things as a game, when you think, I don't need that game. So a lot of people waited till it went down in price, tried it out, completed it, got traded in, because it wasn't going to compete with multiplayer with the core games in the series. And also Damon Baird, Let's be honest, it's not exactly a story we all want to know and hear about, is it? Oh, I wonder what Damon Baird did uh, before this this whole thing kicked off. Such an interesting character. Um, So, in a sound, I would like to think that the Gears of War series went something akin to this. Okay, Okay. Gareth, if you could do it. Well... I just want to say, first of all, that, like, I fucking love Gears of War. And that you can play games that come out, like, now, where you'll play them and you'll be like, this cover mechanic is way worse than Gears of War. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it was a pretty big deal. I think it's still a pretty big deal. And I think a lot of games are still trying to come close to Gears of War, the original, which came out, like, five or six years ago, and they can't, which is pretty impressive. So That's what I'm saying. Go on, Gareth. I'll give Gears of War a... Way... <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah? Because you kind of, at the end, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is that? Well, am I supposed to enjoy, play that? Is, is that something that I need? What yeah, are you I'm giving sure. me here? It's kind of like a dog when you say to a dog, don't do that. And they look at you like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know if you tell many dogs, don't do that. But if you're out in Iowa Street tomorrow and you see a dog... God, don't do that, and then you'll get the face that kind of people look when they get asked about Gears of War Judgment. Um, yeah. So that was Gears of War. Guy, I probably won't going to ask you to make a noise because you're you, you, you're not informed enough to create the noise. <laughs> not at all. And I think that by creating a noise, would just insult people's intelligence. <laughs> okay. Well, Guy, what game series did you choose? No, I went for a shorter, simpler one, which is the two Legend of Zelda games on the Wii. There we go. Being Twilight Princess, which was uh, I'm sh- it was a release game, I think. Yep. Yep, thought so. And Skyward Sword. Which is the second one, because they're both really quite different. Because Twilight Princess came out, and it was good. They, they had sort of... They changed it up a bit with the sort of wolf elements and... The storyline was a little different. Um, but at the end of the day, it was sort of the same structure that everyone was used to and expecting. Same sort of setting, same typical Hyrule. Um, and and it, didn't it was have... a GameCube game, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and it was basically a GameCube game. Um, it, there wasn't really the motion controls, you know, you could swipe to saw and stuff, but it made no difference. It didn't really use the capability of the Wii Remote at all, um, other than basic aiming for birds and arrows and stuff. Um, and then Skyward Sword came along, and the Motion Plus had come out. 
and they changed the graphical style, um, the art style. It was it started off a little different. It wasn't as typical as the rest of so what you would expect. And you had one one motion control, which was the big selling point. I Did think. it actually work? I never played it. Um, it worked surprisingly well. So um, not quite a yes. No, no, it did. It, <laughs> it it worked well. It was you know the sword fighting. There was it was a lot more intricacy in uh, defeating enemies because you know you could slash in. Up. I don't think it was quite one one. I'm sure, I can't remember how many directions it is, but it's quite a lot. Um, and obviously, certain enemies could only be defeated by certain sword swipes, which meant you actually had to engage a bit more. Um, and it sort of delivered on the promise Nintendo made with, with the Wii controller. Um, for his own game, um, yeah, took took a few years, uh, but mm. so yeah, so I mean, although the, the gameplay didn't evolve hugely, um, the the sort of engine and the way it was controlled and all that stuff was usually different. Um, so yeah, do you, want, do you want a noise? I can give a noise if you want. Oh, I would love the noise. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Sorry, it's such it's such a high frequency that it's quite inevitable. Oh. I mean, if but you if you, if you were to check your pants now, you might notice you've you've messed yourself. Um, it's that sort of noise. From what end? My that, front or the the back. back? The back. Oh, no one likes that. That's the worst. <laughs> that is. So, uh, guy, can you just breathe in through your nose? Oh. And then, because your nose is whistling while you talk. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay? Just thought I'd let you know that, just in case right. you're speaking to any women on a chat line later. <laughs> okay? Okay. Well, that was today's feature. Oh, sorry, would you say that it's evolving, revolving, or devolving? Well, I think between those two, it evolved greatly. It was a massive evolution. Uh. And then, if you want to throw in the way they did <clears throat> the link between worlds as well. Um, no, we don't want to throw that in, guy. Okay, well then, don't stop that. trying to go outside of the, the... Legend of Zelda right. series. Hasn't evolved in a long time. Well, it was a bit of an evolution, though, wasn't it? Control-wise, and you know, gameplay-wise, it was. The controls wow. evolved. You you can say that it hasn't evolved. The game itself, the basic structure, might not have evolved greatly. But it was a huge change in um, in control style, which made it feel a lot fresher. It, was it though, or was it? It was. Very no, contrived? it was. No, it wasn't. Wasn't that controlled at all? Uh-huh. Gareth, we can't question Guy. We've all got our opinions, and Guy's opinion matters sometimes. Okay? I guess. I guess. No, I well, that was evolve. No. Yeah, yeah. evolve, revolve, or devolve, and that was. A- Absolutely fantastic uh, moment of going deep. Okay, so that's it for gaming evolve, revolve, or devolve. Um, 
hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed speaking about it. Now, as we do and finish off every show, we're going to be speaking about what we've been playing this week. I myself haven't been playing that much. Guy probably has played nothing at all. Uh, but Gareth, at the beginning of the program, program, podcast, mm-hmm. boasted quite arrogantly that he had been playing many games this week because we asked him to please, please, please play something other than League of Legends. Well, I definitely did that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, did you get past team... bronze? No. Okay, <laughs> oh, what, what are you, Guy? What are you on League of Legends? Um, I'm You're not... a nobody, Guy. Because I'm not... Um... No, I'm not going to say anything. Good. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, the Steam sales, I picked up uh, Bioshock Infinite. Uh, and I also got all the DLC for it. So, something and I've been wanting to play for a long time. And I watched you playing that on Twitch. And I was trying to communicate with you. But you wouldn't <laughs> even listen. I didn't have the chat up, because I just wanted to play the game through without any kind of distraction. So, well, so what's the done... point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, what do you oh, mean? What's the point? Is that not half the point? Yeah, yeah, come, come, watch my stream, so I cannot interact with you in any way. <laughs> Just watch me. You say what's the point, guy? But I think you'll find Rob was watching it. So I was, but the only reason I was watching it is because I wanted to talk to you because <laughs> I was feeling lonely. Well, you got to play games with me instead. No, I could have just watched someone playing it on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, now you can when I upload it to YouTube. <laughs> I can watch it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you going to edit it to the best bits or are you just going to do it as it was? Just as it was. Raw. I actually found another way for uh, to use Twitch in that you go into a lobby where there's a lot of people sort of passionate about a game and then mm-hmm. just pissing them off. And I, I went onto a Marvel vs. Capcom free uh, Twitch stream and I said, I've been banned from... Um, tournaments and they're like why and I said because I'm so good and even though people know that you're just an arsehole people will still argue with you and get annoyed and I think that's what I feed off <laughs> that's your life <laughs> essence that is my life and I'm going to do it again tonight because I really enjoyed it I said that I have a move that only I know for Ryu <laughs> and then <laughs> they, people getting annoyed telling me asking me what it was and I said well obviously I'm not going to tell you am I because it's what I use at tournaments and it catches people by surprise. <laughs> I went on World of Warcraft and then just started talking about spells and magic that don't even exist. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight I'm probably going to go on that Euro Trucker simulation <laughs> where you see the German people just playing it and I'm probably just going to ask them why they're doing that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was watching it on YouTube and I was saying to myself, why, why? But hopefully I can ask a question in Twitch and then uh, just do that. But Gareth, I really think you should have the chat stream coming up because, you know, it could be someone important. Well, the thing was, I've been really looking forward to playing the Bioshock Infinite DLC for a long time. And it was only the past week where it's come down in price enough where I thought I could justify buying it. So I played through the whole of Bioshock Infinite again and I had the chat up for that and I was talking to the occasional person who'd pop in and speak to me. Yeah. And that was fun, because I love that game. And uh, getting to play it again just reminds me how incredible it is. Yeah. I absolutely love it. But then I played uh, the two DLCs, which were 
uh, Burial at Sea, Episode 1 and Episode 2. Yeah. And um, they're, they're very strange. Yes. Um, the first one, Episode 1, uh, is the gameplay is very similar to the main game. Um, and I think the story sort of holds up on its own. Uh, like, you know, if you'd finished the main game and you're like, I just want a little side story to Bioshock Infinite, you could play Burial at Sea Episode 1 and never touch Episode 2 and it would still be its own self-contained little story. It was a yeah. really cool story set in Rapture um, and you'd have a great time because it is a really interesting story. But yeah. then Episode 2 sort of... It's... They tried something a bit too... Out there. Oh, yeah, it's very out there. Like they, they make it too story based. If that yeah. makes sense, like it's more important to the Bioshock story than you would have expected at all. Yeah. At any point? Um, Is it still confusing though? It's confusing because they don't give you information they should give you. Like. Okay. They're very within the first like five minutes of episode two, something's happened, and you're like, "Well, that is impossible for that to have happened." But I guess I'm just supposed to accept that it happened, and I'm supposed to move on. Um, if people watch your Twitch stream, will you explain what's going on throughout it, like you did for me and Guy and the Bioshock Infinite? Well, that's the thing. Like Burial at Sea Two might blow my entire uh, theory. What? Out of the water. Oh my god, I'd hate that to happen. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it is very confusing, but um, in a contrived way. Like it's not, it's not necessarily interesting. Yeah. Um, and it is very final. Like I wasn't expecting it to be as final as it was for Bioshock Infinite story. You know, I thought it'd just be sort of the continuing adventures of. Yeah, because um, that you expect that additional content to be just that additional. Yeah, exactly. You don't expect it to have any grand say in the scale of things or the story as a whole, because you know that not a hundred percent of the audience that bought the original game are going to buy the downloadable content. Yeah, whereas it kind of serves as like not quite the end of Bioshock Infinite, but it's like you know the end of Bioshock Infinite isn't the end of the story. Yeah, uh, in a kind of a bad way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's quite exclusionary as well. Like, um, obviously, it's set in Rapture. The whole two DLCs, Burial at Sea, set in Rapture. And not being a <laughs> massive fan of Bioshock One, I felt quite excluded. Not in the first part because the first part is still very much, like I said, you know, if you've played Bioshock Infinite and you want more Bioshock Infinite, you can play Burial at Sea Episode One as just its own separate little mini story. And that worked really well for me. It was same Rapture, but it was still very much uh, about uh, Bioshock Infinite and its universe. Um, but episode two was a bit too much uh, Rapture and not yeah. enough Bioshock Infinite, so I wasn't quite as interested. But yeah, I would if you were a fan of Bioshock Infinite. Burial at Sea Episode 1 is a definite... You should definitely play it. It's really cool. Episode 2 is a maybe... Um, I'm not 100% sure on it. Okay. But it's fun. Did you get anything else in the same sound? 
Oh, I bought quite a lot. I got um, Goat Simulator. Yeah, that looks like quite fun, actually. I was watching it the other day. Yeah, I'm hoping to be streaming that on Wednesday, which means by the time this podcast goes up, it will have already happened. <laughs> oh, wow. But, um, That's fun with the future, isn't it? But I'll be uploading uh, it to YouTube. Yeah. So if you're not following the YouTube account, uh, you're gonna miss out. Go to youtubecom banter and I'll be uploading. There's already the entire Bioshock Infinite playthrough I did uploaded up there. Wow. And I'll be uploading uh, stuff that I play on Twitch to there. So if you get bored, you'll find plenty to enjoy on my YouTube channel uh, in the coming weeks, months, maybe even years. It- who knows? Also, if, if it's possible to chat with you, can you just have some kind of card on the middle of your table that says available to chat? I did. The title of the stream was like, I won't be talking much because I've not played this before. Yeah, much. much. So that gives you this thought of, mm, maybe, maybe, say I needed emergency treatment. Right. And you weren't there. Well, you weren't there. I could have been suffering from a stroke or anything. Well, I don't know your address anyway, so I could just ring the, <laughs> an ambulance and say, this guy right. is having a stroke. Yeah. yeah I don't I'm know where sure. he is, but you, that's, that's yeah. your job. Peace. Yeah. I've done my part. So, um, what about Guy? What, what's Guy been playing this week? <laughs> go on, go on, take a guess. You'll never guess. Go You're on. not still playing go on. FIFA, sure. Go on, you, you'll never guess. Go <laughs> I just go, said FIFA. Go on, take a guess. You'll never guess. <sighs> oh, okay, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and tell you that it's FIFA. I don't understand. I can understand people playing FIFA 14 because it's a consistent <laughs> thing that carries on. You're in a league, but there's, surely there's only so many times you can win the World Cup. I'd literally pretty much exclusively play it online. Oh. Or for this sort of little challenges you get. Um, like I did basically... see that guy and that interested me. Uh, it's good. And I did uh, controlling Rooney. What? <laughs> you get to control Rooney, wasn't it, at the game against Uruguay? I'm not sure. I haven't uh, done the um, done done the new ones yet. Uh, but it's not but... A new... is it one. not? No, England versus Uruguay was quite a few weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. A few weeks ago. It was a few yeah. days ago. Was it? No. What? I don't it was know. ages ago, guys. It, was it wasn't ago. that long ago. We're already halfway through week? the round of 16. That was our second it was last game. last week. It was last week. It was Tuesday last week. You've just been drunk this entire time, haven't you? No, I haven't. Um, in, no, yeah, in between but, getting but bullied fair, by Martin and Breno, you've just been drunk off your face. To be yeah. fair, um, they, they, up, they have one for like every single World Cup match, and then there was some already on, so I'm still a bit behind. Um, but... I think Guy gets confused with the actual games and the games he's been playing on FIFA. <laughs> he lives in a sort of war. I literally, I was playing the the sort of online knockout tournament World Cup thing, and I was up to about half three, uh, like yesterday morning, just playing it because I was winning, and I don't like it when I win, so I just play until I start losing and get annoyed and quit. Do you feel uncomfortable whenever you win anything? No, not really. No. Oh. Okay. Why? That would have you been just, your excuse. <laughs> yeah, you said you don't like winning. Yeah, because... I'm not sure why I said that, to be honest. I do like winning very much. Okay. Um, that makes me feel I, good. Yeah. My pants. Um, <laughs> I played more Mario Kart 8, obviously. Did you win? 
obviously. Can you prove Although it? there is no record. Really. No, I can't prove it. I played, I played a lot of chess this week. The actual physical game, chess, does that count? Yeah, chess is very physical, isn't it? Well, no, <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, not an electron bug. The physical act of chess. It does get physical with you, actually, yeah. Oh, God, if you take one of my pawns, I'm going to have to take my shorts off. <laughs> That kind of physical. Um, I was hoping to have played some more today um, of a different game that I hadn't yet decided, but I haven't. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. That's great content for the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm sure I've played. I played some uh, <laughs> some Zen Pinball on Vita. Wow, counts. Um, nothing exciting, obviously, because it's me. Yeah, I keep meaning to. I want to. I've I've been in the mood to sit down and you know you know sometimes when you sit down and can play a game for hours and just not FIFA like an actual game and progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I do, I do it. I play for about ten minutes, then just think, you know, this is boring. Well, the thing stop. is, guy, you've not played any of the big games that have come out over the past like six years. So you yeah. there's literally tons of games you could play. There the is. Uncharted series, The Last Mate, of Us. Mate, if you've got a 360... I just have no interest. You just said you want to play games for hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, I do. I mean, I do, but then I, go, I sit down to do it and do it for about 10 minutes, then go, oh, this is boring. Probably just playing the wrong games. <laughs> no, I don't know. Xenoblade, that's amazing, but I just don't seem to enjoy... I really want to play it, but I just can't find the motivation. This is what being unemployed does to a person. Unless you're Gareth. Gareth loves it. Gareth, loves it. Gareth is the epitome of unemployment. The epitome. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Gareth, you're such an epitome. You really are. <laughs> Fuck off. Bless your heart. So, yeah. um, so I, I, you're probably not um, wearing, any, wearing anything. <laughs> you've probably not played anything else, have you? Well... You might be interested to know I'm not wearing anything else, but oh yes, but we haven't specified what I was already wearing, so that could yeah, I suppose that can be anything. Um, I'm thinking, I'm sure I have played something else. Don't worry about it, mate. Um, I have <laughs> been uh, playing mostly this week Thief, which is spelled F E E F. It's is it my crap? God? There's I wouldn't say it's crap because I uphold my uh, what I said the other day that no game is genuinely crap nowadays. Mm. It's just so narrow-minded and basic. It's like you're not very you're not too sure what you can interact with in the environment. You're not too sure where people are. The game's so so dark that you have to wait until about eleven o'clock at night before you can play it. I mean, it's probably the darkest game I've ever played. I know it has to be like that, but during this time of year, doesn't really work, to be honest, because you can't play it in this kind of light. Um, and I don't actually own curtains. But, <laughs> I mean, every single section of the city, it's not like something like Assassin's Creed, where it feels like a breathing city. They, they feel very much like levels. And I know that sounds silly to say, mm-hmm. but it feels like a constructed environment that you can only go a certain way, which already cuts off the ways you can experiment. 
there's no kind of areas where it opens up and allows you to experiment or do your own thing or go off somewhere. Very narrow corridors. And you're either up in the in on top of the roofs feeling safe or you're down amongst the people feeling exposed. And each area is kind of, it has to load. So you'll come to a gate or something and you have to load up. And sometimes you could be going through three gates in about five minutes. Yeah. And, you know, in this day and age, when we're used to sprawling cities like Grand Theft Auto Five, that just isn't good enough. You know, they feel more like corridors than they feel like an open environment. You can, like, go through one. And it, it's kind of like the old first-person shooter eras where everything is just very enclosed. It, it doesn't feel like... It feels like a game designed by someone who hasn't made a game since the 90s. <laughs> I felt and, the same way about Dishonored. Yeah, it's very much like Dishonored, but yeah. it's a lot, even more limited in scope than Dishonored. Mm. It's a lot more closed in than Dishonored. At least Dishonored had variety um, in the way that you could do things. And, you know, like I say, I found Dishonored to be more level-based and I couldn't understand the praise that was being heaped on it. Yeah, but I just, I just couldn't. All the 9s and 10s it was getting, I thought it was a 7 out of 10 game. Um, most generous I think yeah yeah. so I don't know what it was about that game that divided so many opinions um, but I think Thief is very much of the same mould where it is a narrow environment it almost feels linear in a way and if you have to backtrack back through the area that you are you're going to be going the same way and you're going to be doing the exact same things to get back the way you came hmm. you can't go a different way you can't do anything else and if you were to draw a map of each area, it would literally be a, a straight kind of line. It feels kind of like, you know, the cities in Skyrim, when you would get to a city and there would be very narrow pathways in between the buildings. It feels very much like that until you come to a loading screen. Uh, combat, it's not satisfying enough to even want to bother doing it. I know it's not the point of the game. The point is you're an assassin and you're not supposed to get caught. But it's easier to just reload the checkpoint than it is to try and fight your way out. And and I mean, I think that's another part of it that feels good is if it's got the mechanics that you can escape from the situation and you feel good that you've escaped it. But in this, it feels very clumsy and where you're running away from people and you can only get up on building on prescribed areas where he uses a kind of hook and you run up the wall and latch onto it. Mm. Sometimes you'll just be running through the same streets over and over again until you get to that pre-designated point in which you can climb up that particular building. So it's not like Assassin's Creed where it's free-flowing, where you get spotted and you can just run and jump up. You're more worried when you're spotted about, oh, shit, where was that area I could climb up again and get out of the way? So you don't really, it's not that spontaneous. You don't have to use your ingenuity to escape from people. You just have to go through the pre-planned path that developers have put there for you to get up on the building and the way out of sight. So very disappointing, but I'll play it when it gets darker outside. You like the atmosphere? I do. The, the atmosphere is very good. It feels very oppressed, very depressing area with a lot of disease, very dirty. Um, You'll be used to that being in London. There you go, Gareth. That's very good. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's kind of like that kind of medieval look to it all. It? it does have a lot in common with London. Uh <laughs> people getting stabbed and stuff like that and then just dying. 
but yeah, that's that's that is literally all I've been playing. Played a bit, um, bit of FIFA. Uh, I'm now on the year, year 2023. I've uh, played it so much in my career that the likes of Wayne Rooney and Cristiano Ronaldo have all retired, and now I've got a load of people in my team that weren't even are not even footballers that don't even exist. They're like 20 year olds. So really good, but I like that because I've nurtured them through the youth academy myself. Yeah. So it feels really good. It feels like the old days of Pro Evolution Soccer, where you had the unnamed team, the Master League team, yeah, and they kind of became little characters in their own right. I don't know if you ever played Pro Evo. No, but I, I remember um, I like Football Manager games, and there was similar yeah. stuff in Football Manager games where they'd like uh, created players for like that were fifteen year olds or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there was one guy I remember called, I think his name was Freddie Adu. Yeah. And he, everyone knew him who played football manager because he was like the one player in the game who had like the most potential. Was, so he, like, was he like an American, was he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's an actual player, but he never really... Is he? Yeah, he never really aspired to what he could have been. Um, well, he was a player that like, if you got him in when he was dead young and yeah. trained him the right way he would go on to be the best footballer in the world. So yeah. if, if you played football manager, you knew. then you knew him because he had the most potential to be yeah. the best player in the world. And I mean, that's it. I've, I've got to the point now where I kind of, um, I've got my own little characters for my team and I kind of want to take it on to FIFA 15. But it's just a shame you can't import your teams. Well, which... you'll have a new team, Rob, with new players. I know, I know. You'll grow to love. In a strictly yeah. platonic way. You've got to, especially those 15-year-olds. <laughs> but the, the thing is, Gareth, I'm looking at Freddie Adu's um, career and he now plays for Bayer, which I don't know what, which team that is. Okay. <laughs> but very upsetting, really. Um, after all that potential we showed on Football Manager, he now plays for a club... In Brazil. Well, that's all right. Brazil's fine, but you know, clearly his manager didn't put him on the right training schedule. No, should have listened to you. Yeah. All right, so that seems to be it for today's Game Central podcast. Tomorrow, hopefully, I'll be in full time employment. Um, Gareth, what about you? Uh, tomorrow, I'll be playing as a goat on Twitch. Oh yes, but then. And- Obviously, because this comes out on Thursday, that will have happened yesterday. Yes. So, gutted, you missed it. Guy, you going to have a good week ahead of you, my friend? Um, you've got a few bits on. You're so secretive, aren't you? You're mysterious. <laughs> um, you know, I like to... Um, I don't know, something about an air of mystery. Yeah, you've certainly got Smooth. that, my friend. Um, Smooth. Yeah, I don't know, I'm just making it up, aren't I? I don't know. Brilliant, mate. Well done. <laughs> Your made-up sense of mysterious allure <laughs> is absolutely brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us this week. Mm-hmm. Join us again next week where we will have our usual. Uh, if you want to follow Gareth Williams, there's so many ways to do it over this internet, isn't there, Gareth? There is. You can go to twitch.tv forward slash game banter and follow me there and you'll be alerted to when I'm live. You can go to YouTube and subscribe to Game Banter and, you know, you see all the videos I post. You can follow me on Twitter. 
twitter.com forward slash game banter to see all the bullshit I'm talking about. You can like it on Facebook. It's just so so many options. Mate, aren't you worried that one day someone's going to track you down and kill you? Yep. Brilliant. Uh, so with that, we're <laughs> going to leave it and join us next week for another tremendous... Yep. Yeah, go on. You know the name of the podcast. Join us for another tremendous episode of the Game Central Pod. There you go. Not only that. Number 26. 26. Six months. Fucking hell. Six months. And boy, have we got a treat for you. I'm not going to tell you right now because we don't know what it (laughs) is. But we sure will when that 26th episode rolls around next week. So thank you and goodbye. Bye-bye.